Amen. Welcome to church this weekend. I pray that you came excited. I pray you came expecting God to move in mighty ways. We are linked up uh, live and online across the state of Tennessee. We just take a moment and welcome everybody to church. We're so glad you're here. <clears throat> Gosh, God is so good. I'm telling you, this year is going to be so transformational starting with this weekend. I believe that we as a church, but also you as a person, your family, your relationships, you'll look back on this year, 2024, as the year where things changed, where you experienced the miraculous, where you heard God's voice more clearly, where your relationships just transformed this year, what we're going to do is we're going to hold the lies from the enemy that we have believed. We're going to hold them in contempt, and we're going to throw them out of our lives. And we're not just going to do that by our feelings. We're going to do that by the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And actually, that truth is so important to what God wants to do in our life and in our church that we're going to make that our call out for the year to make sure that we're engaged. So whoever's teaching, when they say that's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you're gonna say, so help me God. And so we'll, we'll do a little, we'll do one to just to practice. So for example, today, we're gonna talk about as we love God most, as we value God most, it will affect what we believe about ourselves and how we live our lives. And that's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Let's make sure all together one more time. That's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. I hope you can feel it. God is going to move in miraculous ways in your life this weekend. So let's go to a place we can always go to be transformed. Let's pray. God, we come before you right now. And what we just pray for is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Help us, God, to hear what you have to say and to obey. Help us to root out lies that we believe for years and years, decades even. God, help us to love you most. God, you're going to have to move some things out of our lives and out of the way. But, God, we're willing, we're expectant, and we're ready. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, speaking of prayer, our prayer gatherings that we did online this week were crazy good. They were amazing, so don't miss those. I just want to go ahead and just point out to you some facts, okay? The Tennessee Vols are 1-0 whenever we pregame with prayer, okay? So maybe in your life you have some things you need victory in. Let's pregame with prayer and let's do it together on Mondays and Thursdays. Remember, we're not going to try to feel our way uh, into action. But listen, our purpose of winning the world is too big. It's too important for us to wait on a feeling, we are going to act and we are going to obey our way into feeling God's presence and filling the world with God's presence everywhere we go. Now, I'm not going to ask you to take action without giving you some, some prescriptive, some practical things to do. So here are some things that we're going to take action on together as a church. The first thing are our prayer gatherings. So we're doing those Mondays at 12.30 and Thursdays at 8.30, Monday, right there in the middle of the day, maybe over lunch for you, Thursday in the evening with your families. You do not want to miss those. 
Something else we're doing is we're doing our So Help Me God book, our devotional. And I'm telling you, this thing is so powerful. If you haven't gotten one yet, grab one on the way out. This is a game changer. I'll probably read it a couple times this year. Hey, if you haven't started, it's okay. Let's, let's go, let's do it. So we're doing this together. Also our fast. We start our prayer and fasting tomorrow. And can I just, you can do it. You can do it. I just wanna ask you, whether you've decided what you're gonna fast or you haven't decided yet, would you just take some time today to get alone with the Lord? Take your, put your phone away, take your watch off, turn the TV off and just ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me give up? What would you have me take out of my life so that I can practice loving you most? And listen, don't make it something that doesn't matter to you. Um, maybe it's food, maybe it's entertainment, maybe it's a hobby. Take it out of your life and replace that time with loving God most, with His Word and with prayer to Him. And the last action, if you haven't taken this action yet, next steps, step one will be next week. Listen, next steps is your next step to help you discover your purpose. So if you haven't done that, let's do it. Those are some actions we're gonna take together. And I'm telling you, they will lead towards life change. The, the possibilities of this year truly are more than we can think. They're more than we can imagine. But God is so good and God is so clear that listen, for everybody, no matter where you are, a transformational year starts in the same place for everyone. Whether you're a brand new believer, you've been following for decades, whether you're struggling in the middle of sin right now, or you feel like you're as clean as could be, a transformational year will start in the same place for all of us. And it's right here. It's, uh, it all starts with loving God most. Our first value at faith promise is that we love God. But the challenge is getting that value, that passion from the walls of our campuses to the halls of our hearts and the halls of our homes. So let me ask you a challenging question. Is there enough evidence in your life to convict you of loving God most? Now, there's some people across all of our kids, a lot of people that you love God, you really do, you're passionate about your love for God, but you feel challenged right now. You feel convicted right now. Maybe you're wondering why that is. Well, we're asking the question very specifically, very intentionally. Let me ask it again. Is there enough evidence in your life to convict you of loving God most? Not enough evidence to convict that you go to church. Not enough evidence that you feel bad when you do something wrong. Not enough evidence that, that maybe you prayed a prayer one time. Is there enough evidence to convict you of loving God most? It is that most word that's bringing conviction to the courtroom of your heart or the courtroom of your mind. Now listen, just if I can be clear, if you don't love God yet, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, hey, that's okay. I wanna ask you to lean in in our time together because you were designed for a relationship with God. And right now you feel like something's missing from your life. You're not sure what it is. It is that you were designed to have a relationship with God. Now, if you have made that decision to love God and to give your life to God, you call yourself a Christian. Let me ask one more time. Do you love God most? See, God is clear. 
that the most important thing in the whole Bible and the most important thing in our day-to-day lives, and just can I tell you, there should be a, there should be a similarity for between the Bible and our everyday life. We should look more and more like it. But the Bible is so clear that the most important thing is that we love God most. Jesus takes the stand and testifies to this in his life in Mark 12, verse 30. Jesus asked, hey, what's the most important thing in all of the Bible? What's the most important thing in life? And Jesus' response is, love the Lord God with with all your heart. Love the Lord God with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. We're to love him most with everything that we have. But listen, the reason that we believe the lies of the enemy in our lives is because we don't have this foundational truth in its place. And listen, whenever we don't have the word of God in its foundational place in our life, the world will try to take its place. And so listen, it'll be filled by something. Your foundation, your belief in yourself, your belief about others, your belief about your future, it will be filled by the word of God and its truth or by the world and its lies. I'm telling you, and listen, that's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God, there you go. So can I ask you, are you struggling with some lies from the enemy in your life? That you're not a bad person. Listen, you're, you're not alone either. Listen, actually in our prayer gathering on Monday, whenever we, and it was awesome, but we asked people to put in the chat and to speak out loud some of the lies that they are struggling with. And here's just some of the lies that people said, fear, bitterness, control, selfishness, idols. I'm telling you guys, we, we did some work in this prayer gathering. It was amazing. Hey, trust in God, anger over death, judgment towards others, worry, putting kids over our marriage. And let, let me just tell you, these are just some of the lies that were, that were articulated in our prayer gathering on Monday. And I bet at least one of these lies the enemy has tried to worm into your life. But I know that I know that I know that there are hundreds of more lies out there that we have bought, that we have believed. But listen, before we can live in the freedom that Jesus died to give us, we have to give God the throne of our lives. Listen, for us, listen, there's just not enough room for two voices on the judge's seat of your life. We have to pick one, the word of God and its truth, or the world and its lies. We're actually gonna take some time this week and it's so important, we're gonna take time to pray together right now. And what are we gonna pray for? Because listen, prayer, it may be new for you or challenging for you, that's why we're gonna take time this year and do it together. But what do we pray for in this time? Two things. First, what in your life are you loving more than God? Can we just, can we just get real? Can we, we not play church? And can we actually take some time to be obedient? What in your life are you loving more than God? And I wanna ask you to apologize and repent. Listen, here's what's so special about repentance. Repentance isn't about guilt or shame or condemnation. Literally the word repent means to turn your head. You know what that means? You can still have your hands full of pornography or full of greed or full of self-loathing. And God just says, repent, just stop doing this and look to me. I'll help you clear your hands, but just take your time and look to me. Love, Love me most and I'll take care of you. 
So is there anything in our life that we're loving more than God? Let's repent. Let's apologize. Even if you're not sure how to move forward, we'll talk about that next. The other thing I want to ask us to do is ask God to reveal lies that you have believed or you are believing. Ask God to remove them. What are lies in your life that you're struggling with? Listen, I believe this just as a truth. You are going to see God's power in your life at the same level that you're willing to surrender. You may need to get on your knees at your seat. You may need to come up for prayer while prayer teams at all of our campuses. You may, hey, can we just go maybe old school? I know that this is a part of my life. You may just need to lay at the altar in humility and say, Lord, I'm so sorry for the things that I've loved more than you. I just want a physical representation of the spiritual commitment that we're making. Here's what I want to ask you to do in this time. Whatever God has to say, obey. If he asks you to kneel at your seat, if he asks you to come up for prayer, whatever it is, if he asks you to pray with your family, would you just obey? Will you stand with me? Let's pray. God, right now we're going to worship. But God, right now, we're going to be obedient. There's prayer team members up front. And I just pray that we would ask those questions. God, is there anything in our lives that we're loving more than you? God, is there anything in our lives that we're loving more than you? And not just that, God, are there any lies that we believed? Are there any lies that we believe in? God, would you send us into freedom right now? Would you send us into hope right now? Would you send us into our purpose right now, God, that we would walk and be exactly who you've called us to be? God, please, please, please. We don't have all the answers, but I know, Holy Spirit, right now, in the hearts of all your people, you are putting just the next step of obedience. What they need to do in prayer. What lie they need to cast out. God, right now, whatever you say, we will obey. In your name we pray. God, we're so grateful for your goodness. We're grateful for your love and your grace. God, we pray, I I just pray for a, a, a fresh revelation of your love and your grace and the reality of eternity and the revelation of righteousness that we're sons and daughters of the King, that you love us. Holy Spirit, would you allow us to understand and feel your love more than ever, your grace more than ever, your forgiveness more than ever. In your name we pray, amen. If you're up receiving prayer, you can stay. If, if you're at your seat, you can have a seat. This is so just about making time for us to be in God's presence. So this is so special. It's so special to be able to be in God's presence and obey his leading. I, I don't know about you, I loved making my dad proud uh, whenever I was growing up. And listen, there's a facet of that. Whenever we obey what God says, when we obey what God leads us to. And so I wanna encourage you, whenever God tells you to do something this time, I want you to do it. I want you to be faithful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be faithful. And so prayer teams, you're not praying with somebody right now. You guys can have a seat and we'll come back here in a minute. But hey, the only reason that we can love God is because he loved us first. The only reason that we love anything, the only reason we know what love is is because God loved us first. And it may seem good, too good to be true, but that's what it says in 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. And hey, that's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God, that's right. Hey, listen, some of us are still wrestling with things that you love more than God. Maybe you've loved those things for a long time. But can I just tell you, God loves you more 
than that thing is God loves you more than that thing ever could. Some of us are still struggling with lies that we believe in. Can I tell you, none of those lies are going to love you, comfort you, give you purpose like God's truth, like God's declarations over you. It's time for us to move from living lives of feeling like we're on trial or trying to earn something, a relationship with God, or living like a Christian in hiding in the witness protection program and move to start living the truth of what God has for us and what God says about us. Honestly, it's not us who should be hiding. It's not us who should be living or needing protection. We have God on our side. The devil should be the one hiding from believers who are hell-bent on winning their world, hiding from our families and our kids and our schools and our homes, amen, and our government and our workplaces. The devil should be the one hiding because there's Christians who are committed to winning their world to Jesus. We have the power to drive him back. And I know you want that. I know if you're a Christian in the room, it is your design. It's how God has designed you. It's your purpose to win your world. But how? How are we gonna flip from living lives where we've loved things more than God and believing the lies of the enemy and change to loving God most and living the truth that God has for our lives? How are we gonna shift that? Listen, and listen, what I'm about to say, it might sound too simple, but I'll tell you why it sounds that way. We are going to declare God's truth over our lives. Now, if you say, oh, Zach, that's too simple, man. I was abused or I was abandoned or, or, or I've had this addiction for years. Listen, if you think that declaring God's truth over those lies is too simple, then your understanding of God's truth is too simple. Does that make sense? And you're gonna feel it. You're, you, you, you're gonna feel it here in a minute, I'm telling you. So listen, now what we're about to do, what we're about to pray or, or, or look at, some of us need to prepare our hearts because it is very spiritual, but it's also very biblical. This is not magic. This is not Hogwarts or anything like that, okay? This is something that God teaches us and we cannot shy away from it. When Jesus is teaching about spiritual warfare in Matthew 12, this is something that Jesus says. In Matthew 12, verses 43, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest, but does not find it. Then it says, I'll return to the house, the temple, the house that I left. When it arrives, listen, this is huge. It finds the house unoccupied, swept, clean, put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself and they go and live there. The final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Now this is wild. I bet you there's some of you guys, you've been coming to church for a while and you've prayed prayers before, but nothing changed. You ask God to do things, but nothing changed. But listen, I want to tell you, I didn't write this. Jesus said this. So even if it makes us uncomfortable, this is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. There's a lot to this scripture that I wish that I could cover. So I want to encourage you to study this scripture this week. Matthew 12, you can use the enduring word commentary. It's online, it's free, it's really good. But when we look at the passage, it says that an evil spirit comes out of a person. 
Now, two things I want us to make sure that we get about evil spirits, okay? The first thing is that an evil spirit can be in a person. Listen, that is, that's not a movie thing. That's not, that's not like a, a horror movie thing. It is spiritual warfare and it's very real. Jesus talks about it. So that's the first thing I want us to see. The second thing I want us to know is that evil spirits can be cast out or commanded to leave a person. Those are two things I wanna make sure that we see when it comes to evil spirits in this deal that Jesus says. Now, what's the point of this? Am I trying to scare you? No, not at all. But it is my job not to shy away from any parts of scripture, even the ones that make us squirm a little bit or the ones that we don't fully understand. But I know the reason the Holy Spirit put this passage on my heart today as we deal with lies of the enemy is because of this. And listen, this is gonna be one of the most true things you've ever heard in church. The lies from the enemy that we believe are the number one way evil spirits enter our life. Let me say it one more time. The, lie, the lies from the enemy that we believe, we internalize, we accept, are the number one way the enemy, evil spirits, access our lives. And here in a minute, we're gonna have another time of prayer and we're gonna kick those lies out of our lives. But something else from the passage is so important that those lies have to be replaced with God's truth, okay? You can't just pray that prayer and it's just gonna go out there and be perfect. We live in a spiritual battle. The enemy's gonna try to come back. Those lies will return, right? And listen, I'm not saying that because I said it. It's what God says. It's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God, let's press in. Here's the question I have for you. Will the lies that we cast out today of your life, will, will they find their old witness stand empty and ready for them to come back, for them to testify over your life? Or will they find it full of God's truth witnessing over your life? What will they find when they return? Will it be unoccupied, swept and clean, or will it be full? We are going to use God's truth. We're gonna use God's word as a gavel over our lives to hammer down and beat down the lies of the enemy. In the, in the book uh, this week, So Help Me God, uh, it, you were given direction to write some declarations to help you root out the lies of the enemy. But I've read a lot of books and a lot of times when books tell me to do something, I don't do it and I just keep going. But can I just beg you, do it. You wanna write down declarations to root out those lies. It hammers the gavel down of God's truth on the lies of the enemy. And actually, I, if, if it's okay, I just wanna be practical. I actually wanna share with you mine. Every day I read these, I either read them in the bathroom or I read them in the sauna after my workout, but I read these every day. I ask the Lord, what are the lies the enemy is gonna come after me with this year? And I say these every day. I am a son of God and loved by my Father. Holy Spirit, today I ask you to bear witness that I am a child of God. Transform my head, my heart, and my hands to defer to responding like your son first and foremost. My heritage is in you. My thoughts and words are a heritage, a weapon that you have given me, Lord. I am known in heaven and I am feared in hell. I stand with a band of brothers who are the same, who woke up today to plunder hell and to populate heaven. 
I'm a cho- I'm chosen by God to lead faith promise. I trust God. You put me here. I do not trust feelings or circumstances, but I trust your leading and your plan. I will not fear. I will not be dismayed because you are with me and you will uphold me with your righteous right hand. You will work everything out for the good of your glory because I love you and I'm committed to you most. I will study and teach your word and those who practice and teach God's commands will be great in the kingdom of heaven. I will not be anxious about what you have called me to, but I will bring it to you in prayer because it is your plan, it is your kingdom. I commit this work to you and you will establish the plans of faith promise. God's kingdom is here. My feet are purposed to bring the good news, the good news of happiness that God reigns now. God, please help me live, lead, and love with eternity that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. With the reality, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I pray your kingdom would come and your will be done today as it is in heaven. Today I seek the kingdom of heaven first and I trust you to add everything else needed. Jesus, just as you declared the kingdom of God and you healed the sick and cured every affliction, let me walk in that today. Today I will be like the parable in Matthew 13, 44. I will sell, um, I, I will sell all I have for the kingdom of heaven, the pearl of great price. I receive the keys to the kingdom of heaven and ask you to lead me to bind on earth what needs to be bound and loose from heaven what needs to be loosened. I pray your power is present today. Your kingdom today is not one of talk, but one of power. Today I stand a pre-trial before your throne of judgment. Test me, Father. Test my family. Test faith promise. What do we need to do to hear well done at judgment? Every day. Every, you give God some praise if you want. Every day, every day, every day. Every day the world is trying to fill that void. And then what's your response? What's your response over your kids? What's your response over your spouse? What's your response over your workplace? Hey, you can, you can whine and complain about what they're introducing in the schools. When's the last time you prayed for it? When's the last time you fought for it? When's the last time you stepped up and said, no, it's not gonna be that way here. Listen, I'm, we are responsible for this. Every, every night, my son, Valor, who's three, and I would not say that that boy's a genius. I don't know, he's three. But if you asked him, hey, Bubba, what's your word for the year? Self-control. Hey, buddy, what's your verse for the year? Proverbs 25, 28. Like a city without walls is a man without self-control. Is it because he's a genius? Nope. It's because every night I go upstairs. I don't want to. I want to be laying with his mom. Every night I go up there and I lay beside him and I grab his face and I say, Bubba, what's your word? And he wants to play with me. It's the seat, daddy. It's, it's boogers, daddy. It's whatever. I hold his face, say, Bubba, what's your word? I don't let go of his face till he tells me. Self-control, dad. What's your, what's your verse? A oh, river, river, uh, he called Proverbs Roberts for the first like four days of the year, but we got it. We got it. Why am I telling you this? Because we got to declare it. Listen, the world is going to fill it unless it's already filled. Those lies that you believe will come back. What will they find on the witness stand of your life? It's time for us to pray. And we're gonna pray the following. One, what lies 
have to leave your life. Not what lies should leave, not what lies I hope they leave. Did you, did you feel it? Did you feel that power? Did, listen, I, I know you felt it. Even if you're not a Christian, you felt something rising up in you. Listen, that is for your life. What lies have to leave? And then we're gonna ask God to fill that void with the Holy Spirit and with His Word. But listen, you're gonna experience breakthrough at the level of your surrender. So will you stand with me as we enter into our next time of prayer and worship? And hey, if, if you're willing to be humble enough to get lies out of your life, will you, just, will you just close your eyes and will you just join me, just repeat after me, say, Jesus, are there any lies in my life that don't align with what you say about me? Holy, no, 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 just, just listen. Holy Spirit, right now I pray you'd bring up in our hearts and our minds, what are the lies that we believed? What are the lies that we believed about ourselves, about others, about our needs? What is it, what is it, what is it? God, and I, I believe people need to come up for prayer. People need to kneel at the altar. People need to pray with their spouses or with their kids. They need to apologize. They need to get these lies out. God, please, please, please do not let us leave with hard hearts. Don't let us leave with idols. Let us leave free. Let us leave free. Let us leave free. Please, Abba Father. Please, God, please. And then Holy Spirit, would you fill the void that is left? Faith promise, I'm just going to ask you, whatever God has to say, obey. Kneel at your seat. Come forward for prayer. If you're not sure what the truth is to combat the lie, that's why our prayer teams are up here. Holy Spirit, have your way. Whatever you say, we will obey. You guys can stay standing. You stay standing. We're going to go right back to another song. Now, I just want to, I just want to encourage you. I just want to press in. And uh, we left this moment open uh, just in my notes for the Holy Spirit just to, I feel like there's some, some women in the room you don't feel seen. You're in a big room, you don't feel seen. It's just not true. He loves you, he cares for you. It's a massive plan, who you are. There's some men across the state. You feel like you've, you've done too much. You carry in shame and that's not from your heavenly father. It's time for us to look at our Heavenly Father, not like our earthly Father, or not even like we see ourselves, but how, who He is, a God who loves us desperately. So we're gonna worship Him, and hey, there's still some people need to come up for prayer. We're here for you. We wanna be here. If you don't feel seen, or, and the last thing is, there, there's just some people, you feel a numbness. You wanna love God more, but you feel a numbness. Listen, it's gonna break the chains off when you come forward and you get prayer. I just, just how it works. James 5, we go to God for, we go to God for forgiveness and we go to each other for healing. It's just how we set it up. So God, we're gonna worship you. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. God, we need you, we need you, we need you. And I just pray right now that we need you and we need each other that we would pray, we would have breakthrough. And Holy Spirit, I pray for a revelation of the reality of your love and your grace and your eternity, and that we would fall more in love with you today than we ever have. God, you're worthy. We worship you. Any lie left across the state of Tennessee and believers, we pray right now 
that you would give us the boldness to pray it out and come forward and have it filled with the declarations of the truth that you have over our lives, God. Please, Father, we need you. We need you. We need you.